everyone has a narrative about who they are in the world. And that narrative is created from your life experiences. At a very young age, we start to receive messages about ourselves, good and bad, and we take those and we begin to write a story. Over the years, we have more experiences that shape us, successes that inspire us, and trials and tribulations that test us as we add chapters to our tale. You see, we all tell stories about ourselves. Our stories define us. They help to empower us to go after what we want in the world, or they keep us small, only allowing us to reach a small portion of our potential. A global study found that 75% of people do not believe they are living up to their full potential. And as a veteran life coach, I can tell you that nine out of 10 people that I speak with are stuck. The stories they tell about themselves and the limiting beliefs they create because of those stories keep that hold them back and do not allow them to reach their full potential. So they come to me to transform, to rebuild a sense of self, to instill confidence, to find their voice, and to move forward in their lives personally and professionally. So let me tell you more by sharing my own story about how I transformed. When I was 13, my mother thought it would be a great idea for me to have my aptitudes tested, to find out what I would be naturally good at when I got older. And I was really excited about this. You see, I was growing up in Fort Worth, Texas, and I was going to a college prep school, and I made pretty good grades. So I was really excited about this. You see, I was surrounded by really smart people, people, my fellow students who knew they wanted to be doctors and lawyers and engineers and scientists and CEOs. And all I knew is that I was creative and I liked to write. So I thought this is gonna be great. So on the day that we went to get the results, I was confident. I was excited the 13-year-old was getting ready to learn about what she would be doing the rest of her life. So we drove to the testing center. And when we arrived, we were ushered into this small office. Now this room was this white, stark, cold room. There were no windows. There was no art on the wall. There was a metal desk with this big authoritative man sitting behind it in two chairs. So that confidence started to wane a little bit as I sat down. So he started to go through the results. And at first it was pretty good. I did well in some areas, okay in others. Until he said to me, your vocabulary is so bad that you are only qualified to be at the level of a secretary. A secretary, you see for me, I was with all of these smart people who knew they had these big careers ahead of them. And I was from a family of entrepreneurs who had high expectations. So suddenly those things for me seemed unattainable. And I felt just diminished. In fact, it gives me, gives me kind of chills now just thinking about how small I felt. You see, I was only 13, that time in your life when you're developing your sense of self. And so I was crushed. And to make it worse, as we were leaving, he slid some workbooks across the desk and said, here, take these, and that might help a little bit. 
So I just, I took those, I got in the car, we drove back to Fort Worth, and I just remembered, how can I go back to my friends? I felt like a fraud because now I had extra homework, you see. I was gonna have to do, we already had two to four hours of homework at night, and I would have to do workbooks to get a better vocabulary. So I made a decision. I decided to tell no one and I buried that experience as deeply and quickly as possible. So, I learned to compensate over the years. I had made some good grades, I became social, I went on to college, I graduated from SMU with a degree in advertising, minors in business and political science. In fact, I have a small niche in coaching politicians now and love it, and I did well. I went on to work for corporations, I got promotions, and for all the success and accomplishments that I, that I attained, I realized I never went after certain roles. I never went after the full lead, or I never went after the creative roles. I was in the project management roles, the support roles. I just kept myself at a certain level. You see, I manage creative people, but I was not one myself. So I went on a few years later to marry a respectable attorney. I had two children and I became a stay-at-home mom. Oh, mom, the best job ever. And I loved it. I got involved in the community because I felt like it was really important to give back. I felt very blessed. So I was a patron of the arts. I was a volunteer at my children's school. I co-chaired the Race for the Cure and I was even president of the Junior League of Louisville in our 80th anniversary where we brought in Muhammad Ali and his wife Lonnie to be our guest. So I did everything right and I was living this great life and that all worked really well until it didn't. After decades of trying to live the perfect life, I went through a heartbreaking divorce with two small children and no career. I realized I had forgotten who I was and I needed to come back to myself. I had been living, you see, this perfect scripted life based on the narrative and the stories of my youth. So I needed to create a new story. After a couple of years of healing and doing some deep work, I decided to become a life coach. And at that time, I realized I needed to create a new sense of worth. You see, I had carried with me that not good enough feeling for a very long time. So I started to do some work on myself and rebuild that sense of confidence and regain some, some tools and skills that I had lacked. Um, through my league training, I actually learned to speak in public a little bit more so. I had been terrified of that. But as a coach, I started doing the work. I started working with people to empower them, and I came back to myself. I started to find the parts of me and the parts of my life I had shut down. I came back to my values of beauty and love and connection and freedom and adventure and spirituality, and yes, you might have guessed it, creativity. I wanted to create in the world. I wanted to use that part of me that I didn't allow to come forth earlier in life. So I created a company called Excaviv, which means to excavate your life. 
And I started to work with people. I wanted to be of service. So I started working with men and women to help empower them to remember who they were so they could be their best out in the world. That went well for a few years. I started coaching lots of people. I started speaking and it was, it was so much fun. And then I had an opportunity a few years into my business where I was coaching a woman who was an editor of a magazine. She owned a magazine called Underwired, which was a women's empowerment magazine. So one day she came to me and said, I love what I've been learning from you in our coaching. And I really think that our readers would benefit from all the things I learned from you. Would you like to write a column for the magazine? And I thought, woohoo, yay, like I'm so excited. I've always wanted to write and now I get that chance. So I was excited for about 30 minutes and then I came home and sat down and realized the demons that haunted me were right in front of me. The little girl who didn't have a good enough vocabulary now had to put words on paper and send it out to 20,000 people to read and I was terrified. So I made a decision. I took a deep breath and I said, you got this. And as scared as I was, I did it anyway. I published my first column in 2007. It was called The Authentic Wonder Woman, which led me to my first of four books that um, I published in 2011. So I tell you this story about the writing for Underwired Magazine because I wrote that column every month for six and a half years. And every time I went to hit the send button on the computer, I still felt a little scared. It felt vulnerable to be putting myself out there every time. But it also became exciting and exhilarating and purposeful. And I knew I was doing what I meant, I was meant to do, to write. I now know that I wasn't just writing a column. I was rewriting my new narrative, the one that transformed me. So I ask you, what stories have you created that you were holding on to? What did someone say to you when you were small that perhaps kept you small? What beliefs did you pick up along the way that are suppressing your gifts and talents? And what narrative are you holding on to that's keeping you stuck that really no longer serves you? You see, our stories keep us stuck or we can choose new ones. I had a story that I was not creative or even capable of doing great things in the world until I changed my story. So here are three ways in which you can begin to rewrite your own narrative. Number one, know who you are. Know what your values are. Live your values and put those out into the world. I had a value of creativity that needed to be used. And so I encourage you to know what your values are. Use those and let the world see them. Your power lies in staying true to yourself. And you can have anything you want in life, but never forget who you are. Number two, pursue your passions. Feel the energy of the things that make you come alive 
ignite your vitality, love what you do, and bring that energy to all that you do. When I was a little girl, I used to love to dance and um, perform ballet. I was even in the Nutcracker. I was a mouse, an angel, and a clown. And um, yes, I still, this is one of my proudest things. And I still, I, love, I loved dancing. But as I got older, I started to tell myself that things like dancing weren't essential. You know, I needed to be a grown-up. So in my 40s, I took up salsa dancing, just for fun, but it soon became part of my work. Every time I had a big speaking engagement, I would go take a dance lesson and bring that energy out into the world. Research shows that traits like passion, learning, mental toughness, and a willingness to take risk lead to greater success than just hard work. Which brings me to my third point, and that's take risk. Be scared and do something anyway. Take that risk, do the tough things that will build confidence and resiliency and a drive to keep going forward. Be scared and do it anyway. Take that risk. And that's the scariest one of all, but it's the most transforming. So take those risks. You can have anything you want in life when you change your narrative. Remember to know who you are, pursue what you're passionate about, and take risk. And I wanna leave you with one last bonus point. I believe it's so important to give yourself permission to rewrite your story. Give yourself permission to love yourself, to believe in yourself. In fact, I encourage you to be the author of your best-selling autobiography. <laughs> Taking your, your narrative and transforming it will be the most empowering thing you can do. It'll help you go after anything you want in life. And the truth is, the only narrative that really matters is your own, the one that you write for yourself. Thank you. Thank you.